0: Hello and welcome back to the itinerary. It has been a minute or six weeks. I am Jared Schwartz.
1: I'm Melissa Schwartz.
0: Where you been hiding, Melissa?
1: In <laughs> my shoebox, have an
0: apartment. <laughs> oh, no mansion for you, huh? No. Um, has this been the, you know, people say like the summer of George from Seinfeld, the summer of Corona? Would you say?
1: It's been hell.
0: Oh, that cheery. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I think that, I mean, it's been rough for everyone.
0: Yeah, uh, confined spaces. Last time we talked to you, we spoke about our first flight after the lockdown quarantine. Um... And now we got another one for you.
1: Yeah, and I guess, like, on a positive note, LaGuardia has opened back up. So we were able to take our, what, 30-minute jaunt flight from LaGuardia, which makes things a lot easier for us.
0: That uh, once hellhole of a rat-infested place LaGuardia is not looking too bad these days.
1: Oh, it's always been my favorite.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. Even, like, back in the day before any of the construction?
1: I mean, I've lived on the Upper East Side for 14 years, and, yeah, since I've lived up here, it's always been my airport of choice. It's so easy to get to.
0: Yeah, but that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... I'm
1: not crazy like you and spend hours of my life at an airport. I literally... It's not even that. I literally get there an hour before the flight, and I do my thing, and I get on the plane. Well,
0: LaGuardia is known for its delays. They have two small runways. They have a lot of planes. We're, fli-
1: we're flying that, that airport tomorrow, so please, airport gods, don't, don't uh, give us any delays. I'm just
0: saying, like, LaGuardia in its heyday is known for small terminals. Did you see
1: what I did there, though? I gave no a seats. teaser that we're flying again tomorrow, so that means that there's going to be another episode
0: of Oh, Topics. my. Another one coming up.
1: Teaser. That's what they call it.
0: Yeah, but small terminals, again, delays. Construction, traffic, but yeah, easy access for us. Um, new Terminal B, which has been open a while, and then a new Terminal D now, a new wing for Delta specifically. Um, so we can talk about that a little bit because uh, we hit it, and there were some new, we hit some, it, some we new bright spots. We hit the terminal. Uh, oh yeah. wait,
1: should we give them like quickly, guys, for Fourth of July? We were gonna like do something really romantic and have a staycation at the TWA hotel.
0: (laughs) That was your idea.
1: No, I just wanted a pool. And then I realized that none of the restaurants at the hotel were open. So like we were probably gonna have to go to a food court in JFK for food. So I nixed that idea. Which we previously,
0: wait, which we previously learned no restaurants in JFK were open. Correct.
1: So. And so you were, like, super excited, though, because you were like, it has great views of airplanes taking off. And I was like, I can't do
0: this. We, it was your choice. Was, you brought I it up. You
1: brought it up as a suggestion, and you, like, got way too excited for all the wrong reasons to sell me through.
0: Well, also, you had to pay an additional fee to use the pool. Yeah. Which, that was why you wanted to go there. Yeah. So that wasn't going to work.
1: Ah. <sighs> Now I know how the Russians felt when they had to, like, stand in line to get toilet paper.
0: What a reference by you.
1: It was kind of like being, you know, what is that word? Um, Exaggerate. That's what you say I do all the time. It was an exaggeration.
0: Gotcha. Um, This trip, as you mentioned, just a short hop. But it felt like a different world.
1: It did. It was lovely.
0: So, 30 minutes en route to Nantucket. You had been there once before. I had never been. I was looking forward to it. I looked at uh, my weather app mid-July, and I saw highs of 75 and lows of 68, and uh, I was pumped for it. Now, since our last flight, um, this was, I guess, a little different because it was a smaller regional jet. 2 2 layout. Um, masks are supposed to be worn. Once again, that may not always be the case. It doesn't really seem like it's enforced that much. Depends on the flight attendant that you get, it depends who's around you. Um, but I love a good short flight. Like, rather than a train or a, a five hour car ride or anything like that, get me a half hour flight. I'm in, I'm out, boom. Easy, right? Bada
1: bing, bada boom.
0: Okay. So we were there five nights. Yes. Um, what were your expectations going in? Because you had been there before. Um, you have been to other similar places like a Martha's Vineyard or um, like a Newport, Rhode Island or a, what's the other one? Shelter Island? Is that it? Yeah,
1: there's Shelter Island. Shelter Island or the the Hampton, the Hamptons, Hamptons.
0: that kind of stuff. So,
1: Nantucket. I went to Nantucket with a girlfriend of mine five summers ago, and I loved it. And I loved it so much that the following summer, I wanted to try Martha's Vineyard, which you and I went together. And so, I had been wanting to get you to go to Nantucket, and you were like, eh, you weren't really like on it, and then you're... You know, idol, Dave Portnoy talks about it all the time. So I feel like- Let's be clear. I feel like- Let's be clear. El
0: Presidente is not my idol. I just find him very entertaining.
1: Whatever it is, I feel like he sealed the deal. So thank you, Dave Portnoy. Plus maybe the pandemic that we can't fly anywhere else.
0: Well, that's a good, I mean, we wanted to stay in the Northeast. Um, You know, not only was it a quick flight, but most of the things were open. And, in
1: Nantucket. Yeah, in
0: Nantucket. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the, yeah. the gist of going there.
1: So let's get into it. Um, let's go. In my research, I found that a lot of places the pools weren't either open, and I'm not talking about Nantucket specific. I'm talking about like when I was looking in the Catskills. So if we were going to go there, I wanted to know that we would have access to a pool. So. I started doing some research, and I also love to read, and one of my favorite authors is Ellen Hildebrand. Wait, wait,
0: wait. How many uh, books have you read so far this I'm year? I'm on my
1: 50th. 50?
0: 50, yeah. We're only like halfway through the year. I know. Wow. I've been fucking bored, Jerry. How many, bored, Jared. How many did you read last nothing.
1: year? I think I read 68 last year, but we also went to oh. like 18 countries last year. We've gone to one this year. I mean, you're going to crush it. I'm going to crush it
0: crush the record okay hashtag goals continue anyway
1: so i'm going to continue so my favorite author one of my favorite authors ellen Hilderbrand. she lives in nantucket all of her books are about nantucket so i feel like i already knew a lot about nantucket um having only been there once before so come to find out that even though there are a lot there's a plethora of like really cute hotels only two hotels on the island have pools they're across the street from each other there's the white elephant which is like traditionally known as the nicest in nantucket and then there's the nantucket hotel which is also very nice so i decided that this is probably going to be like my one trip of the year so i wanted to stay at the white elephant go all out we went all out so we stayed at the white elephant basically the white elephant has like taken over nantucket like like the town of nantucket they are like neighboring area. Do you
0: areas. think they ever thought about changing their name in this hypersensitive world?
1: Oh, I... Do, you think elephant... Uh, White? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's, a, that's another one.
0: Why isn't it black elephant?
1: No, I... All elephant.
0: Oh, all elephants, yes. <laughs>
1: anyway, so... I think this is an important thing. So there's the hotel, and then there's the inn. And so... The inn is more modern and that's where the pool is. And it was also significantly less money. So I always like to ball on a budget. So that is where we stayed. I also, since I have a ton of vacation days, since I can't go anywhere, we were able to stay Sunday through Friday for less money. When you stay the weekend nights, it was like an additional 250 per night. So the rates were not cheap but it was the least expensive of what we were gonna get. We specifically picked that week because for whatever reason, it was the least expensive through the entire summer. Um, I think something to note though is the hotel was only a 50% occupancy. So I imagine that they were charging us a bit more money as a result. And so I had a great time in Nantucket with you I thought that there were great restaurants, great food options. You could eat outside, which we feel more comfortable with, and you're not dying in heat. You and I haven't been to a restaurant together in New York City because you refuse to sit in the heat in the street. That being said, I thought that there were problems with the service
0: at the hotel. Oh, do tell. Do you disagree? No, I agree. I just want to hear what you have to say.
1: Yeah, so I think that it is a high-end hotel, and so because of that, they have a lot of amenities, and I think that when they fail to tell you about those amenities when you're checking in, that's really your one opportunity to, like, get the lay of the land. Otherwise, how are you supposed to find out all these things? So... They do complimentary pastries in the morning at their restaurant. We were never told that. The couple checking in next to me were told that. It actually so.
0: wasn't at their restaurant. It was, like, behind the front desk, and it's not something that either of us would want to eat.
1: Yeah, no. So. I, I. But you could also go to the restaurant, and they said they were made to order. But, again, like, didn't want it, should be told when, you know. Then the other thing was that you needed to make reservations to use the pool, which is something that, like, I really – did need to know about. And I'm happy that I was eavesdropping and and heard it, but that was another issue. They also have, and this is, I think is a great feature, they have a partnership with BMW and they have several house vehicles and it's first come first serve and you can take the vehicle out for four hours at a time, which came in handy for us because Ubers are not that accessible on the island and cabs take a while like, to get to as well. It's not like a spur of the moment type of thing. So those three things really bothered me that we weren't told about. Um, But I thought the hotel was beautiful, very well maintained. I thought that we spent the majority of the time at the pool. And I think that they were taking like very necessary precautions. We didn't go to the TWA hotel over the 4th of July. We decided to try and do a staycation in Brooklyn and the hotel that we went to, they were not taking necessary precautions regarding social distancing in pools, et cetera. So I think that it was good to see a different pacing here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll say I felt more comfortable in Nantucket than I do in New York City. Oh, yeah. um, Not only is a mask mandated there, I would say 99% of the people were following that order. So walking around, even when you're walking at the pool, really the only time that you didn't have a mask on in public is if you were sitting down to eat or you were in the pool. Um, They did have the two-hour reservation thing. It was never an issue for us. Um, Sometimes in the the early afternoon, they were kind of full and there were a little too many people in the pool, but we never got kicked out after our two-hour block. So... We could stay really as long as we wanted.
1: And we would just remove ourselves when... And it was all kids, right? So, like, when there were too many kids in the pool, we just sat out until they left. But really,
0: you know, maybe what the front desk lacked in transparency and check-in, I thought the pool service made up for it. Um, You had the same two people there pretty much every day. They were very attentive. They brought you towels. They were always wearing masks. Um... You know they had a bar there too, if you wanted, or you could bring your own stuff. Um, nobody really cared.
1: So you could bring your. They don't tell you to bring your own stuff. Jared and I just do that again because we ball on a budget.
0: Well, a couple of things I wanted to say. So housekeeping is uh, optional. So you have to, and this is like pretty much standard over the hotel industry mm-hmm. now at this point in time. If you want it, they'll do it, but you have to let them know. So. Every day we had to let the front desk know. And, you know, they cleaned it every day, perfectly fine, if you're comfortable with somebody coming in and doing that, obviously. Um, The other thing was the cars that you mentioned. We did it one day for four hours. Uh, Melissa said that the hotel was centrally located, which was great for walking, you know, to get coffee in the morning or to any of the restaurants. But if you wanted to see the whole island, um which, you know, some, some hot spots, would you say, some well-known places like a Bartlett Farms, uh, they have Cisco Brewery, um, different ends of the island, um, just to see what was going on. It was good There's to take that, beaches. yeah, it was good to take that car. Um, <laughs> I mean, we couldn't get it one day we wanted. They said, you know, they're gone, they're out, fine. You went down at 6.30 in the morning mm-hmm. the following day, and you were told that they were all booked up, and we said, well, how could they be booked up? You can't reserve them in advance. Yeah. Like, did somebody come down at 4 in the morning? And the front desk staff, like, was clearly unaware of what the protocol was, so when a manager did come in at about 8.30, they called you, got it straightened out, and by 9.30 or 9, we had a car.
1: yeah. And so, again, like, that was frustrating. And then they also had... Oh, no
0: gas either, by the way. Oh, my
1: God. They had no gas in the car.
0: I mean, they had less than a quarter of a tank. And right when we drove out, I was driving. I realized it. And we called. And the hotel said... To get our own. Yeah, go get your own gas if you want. I'm like, huh? I'm like, we can't bring it back and you can't go fill it up. So... I made sure we didn't run out based on the number of stops, but it was close. Like we were running, we were running on E for a little while. Um, I think we had like thirty miles left when we turned it back after that, you know, four hour stretch. But it was good to see um, the whole island and kind of get a sense of some of the other, um, not just places and areas, but houses that you can't really tell right in the central downtown district, if you will. Um, When we walked around, we'll talk about some of the places we walked to. You get a glimpse of some of the houses, but like the big mansions, like you'll see at the edges on the beach. Um, Or when we took a boat ride over to get lunch one day on the opposite side of the island.
1: And that was, I was going to say, another thing that they never told us about. So the Wawanette is the sister property to the White Elephant, and it's pretty far out and they have a restaurant called toppers which is lovely i i had heard a lot about it and they provide a complimentary boat and it's like an hour boat ride i mean we didn't go on such a nice day but on a nice day i imagine it would be like really pretty to like look at the water and whatnot and they never told us about that like this is all things that like i read on my own and i think that when you're, when you're spending, like, upwards of $500 a night, like, during the week, not even the weekend, like, these are things that they should tell you.
0: Weekends exist now? Yeah. I don't even know what day it is half of the time. You
1: didn't know what day it was yesterday. <laughs> I had to tell you. Um,
0: yeah, that was a... I mean, I got good views out of that boat ride. I think it was more like 45 minutes, but um, it took you straight through the harbor. You saw the Atlantic Ocean. You go through... Um, where all the boats and the yachts are, and then you make your way out towards more of the countryside, I guess. Um, a lot of space out there, and there were some kite surfers going on during our ride. The boat usually holds 28 people. That would be a tight squeeze. It wasn't a big boat, um, but the max was 10. So there were 10 going. There was four of us coming back. Um, they give you, what is it, like two hours, basically, to have lunch? Mm-hmm. Really nice place. I, I mean... Not only if you see some of the you know the pictures on uh, the Instagram page at the itinerary travel, um, you'll notice like the sprawling lawns with the chair like what do you call them? Uh, Adirondack. Not Adirondack. Or beach um, chairs? I don't know. You're able to lay down on them.
1: Yeah. Um, but lounge
0: chairs. Yeah, lounge chairs. Um, and just like a really cool scene, it reminded me of kind of being on a vineyard
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you got a water view too which was nice um so yeah that was a and the boat ride good.
1: isn't just if you're staying at the white elephant so the there were two women that came back with us and they were staying at the nantucket hotel so i believe if you have a reservation at toppers you can just take the the boat yes. you just have to make a reservation in advance
0: right so that was the sister hotel restaurant our hotel white elephant had a restaurant too we didn't eat there um, but it was on the main property. They had the same chair set up overlooking the harbor, which was really nice. That's where you picked up the boat from. Um, and, yeah, we basically stayed at the inn. I mean, when you think of inn, you probably think of, like, five rooms. That's not the case. There were three floors. I think there were, like, 35 rooms total yeah. there. Um, so you talked about toppers. Why don't you, you want to hit some of the other restaurants and talk about like the town a little bit?
1: Yeah, sure. So the first night we were there, we ate at Company of the Cauldron, which is Joseph Keller's restaurant, who's brother of Thomas Keller. Do
0: you think like 99 out of a hundred times he's known as Thomas Keller's brother?
1: Yeah, I think he... So I think that there are two ways that situation could have gone like he could have been bitter or he's like I'm gonna ride on this guy's coattails and he seems totally chill to like ride on his coattails
0: Well, he's a it seemed I mean we had a 45-minute sit down with him
1: I mean that was like one of the most awkward meals I've ever had and I agree with you like your commentary after that like our social skills are just like not like up to par because we like don't talk to people anymore that i was just like it was uncomfortable a i like bit. felt like, like i was like on like a job interview or something like i, I or a real... date a date <laughs> i was like i was like okay melissa think of things that like you should say that are gonna make him interesting like
0: well why don't you bring it back a little bit so i ended up finding this place i don't even think you knew it existed
1: no that's not true really i gave i will pull up my restaurant list that i emailed to you
0: I swear. Ellen just
1: wrote about it. Oh,
0: Ellen. You think Ellen and Dave might ever get together on Nantucket?
1: Oh, my God. I think Ellen's single.
0: Ooh. She's a breast cancer
1: survivor. She has, I believe, three teenage sons. And they both
0: have houses on Nantucket. She's a
1: really good cook, too. I've never tried her food, but she always writes about Bartlett Farm. Okay, enough. Enough on your girl crush. Okay, sorry.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, Company of the Culture. Okay, however we found it, we found it. Um, Very tiny place. You
1: told me. Okay, this is what I will say. I didn't know.
0: Here's Joseph what I will Keller. admit to.
1: I did not know that it was Thomas Keller's brother's place because I knew it was like there for a really long time and he's a recent owner. He just bought it three years ago.
0: Okay. So we walk there. There's a group of five people hanging outside and the chef is there. Joseph Keller is standing outside and they're chatting and nobody's going in yet. So we just like pull up and... Kind of hang out a little bit. And then he asks us what we're doing here. Um, and we said, well, we're here to eat. And he said, <laughs> no, no, you're not. not. <laughs> and said, so, what are you talking about? We have a reservation. And he's like, well, we're booked. Like, there's only two tables. And I know the two tables. And so after a little uh, putting their heads together inside, we magically had our reservation and we had a table. Um, while was that was
1: looking at the wrong Sunday Yeah,
0: while I, while that was going on I was asked to take a picture of this group of five With him, which was totally fine Happy to do so um, But you go through the restaurant Outside to a courtyard Again, 70 degrees, maybe 67 Just a beautiful Night And it's a three course meal um, And He didn't come talk to us till the end Which is totally fine um, We were there to eat Started with his famous popovers or the Keller Company's popovers, Delish. which were awesome, huge, fluffy. They kind of had like a cheese taste inside, yes. but there was oh. no visible cheese. Second, um, it was a salad with French blue cheese. Yeah. Was that something like that? I thought it was really good. I like a like a good wedge salad. It was super fresh. Uh, the main course was tri tip. From uh, Snake River Farms in Montana. in Montana. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. Um, it's a well-known farm. Uh, and it was a good portion. Uh, that came with uh, some polenta. asparagus and, pol- and polenta, yes. And then polenta cake. a chocolate something-something for dessert. We had ordered uh, kava to start. And for our troubles, uh, they came over and they presented us with a champagne instead, which apparently they only order 26 bottles of a year. So we were happy to oblige.
1: Between that restaurant and French Laundry,
0: I thought. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, we never looked up how much it was. I, I don't. I don't remember the name of it. Um, but anyways, so I would say while we were eating dessert, uh, Chef Joey came over and sat down and just started chatting and... You know, we're talking about the meal and then we're talking about where we live and, you know, what other Keller restaurants we've been to. And then we kind of get into like a business discussion um, about the restaurant industry and what they've done. They've they've had to lay off 1,200 employees, but they set up a fund um, to take care of them. And he was about to open Tack Room in Vegas at the Wynn, I believe that was put on hold. There's already a Tack Room in New York City. But if you don't know... You know, Thomas Keller, I believe he's the only chef or U.S. chef with two three-star Michelin restaurants, three Michelin-star restaurants. Yeah,
1: so Per Se in the French Laundry. Right,
0: so Per Se in New York, the French Laundry out in California. Napa. And then they have other rooms, like other, other places like Tack Room and Ad, Ad Hoc. Ad Hoc is
1: one of our, like, all-time favorites. Yeah,
0: so um, very famous in the culinary industry.
1: You know, I think he's an interesting case because if you just looked at Company of the Caldron, seeing how small that restaurant is, I almost think that he was doing more business when he was doing takeout. So I feel like this is like getting like very like a Thomas Keller conversation, but that group is famous for their fried chicken. So he started doing, I think it was 30 orders a night of fried chicken. And I think that he was probably making more money doing that than having a full like waitstaff in his restaurant and, and whatnot. Probably. I think that's one of, like, the few cases where a, a business was, you know. But
0: very personable guy. Um, had a good conversation. He's a jet setter. He goes from New York to Nantucket to Vegas to California. Like, your, like,
1: favorite places.
0: I mean, the guy seems like he's living the life. Yeah. There's a lot on his plate, but, and apparently he's a partner in everything. Um, they are together, so I'm sure he's doing quite well. So how about some of the other places? Because there were some that lived up to expectations and there were some that really didn't that you had high on your list.
1: Well, I think it's so interesting because we're in the middle of a global pandemic. I think every person is suffering financially. Like every single person is affected by this.
0: Except Jeff Bezos made $13 billion (laughs) the other day.
1: Being on this island, you would never know this. It was like impossible to get dinner reservations. I literally had to like make myself a spreadsheet of which restaurant became available when. And so a lot of these places are so old school. So Monday night we had dinner at the club car. And so the way the club car works is they one day, I believe it was like June 30th, were taking reservations for all of July. So I had to call them 80 times because it's busy, busy, busy in order to get a reservation. So I was able to get a reservation for that Monday night. And they were doing like a Mexican pop-up menu. So we had the ceviche, which I thought was delicious. But then we each ordered the fish tacos. It was two tacos and it was like two bites each. And I think it was like a $30 entree.
0: Yeah, it was a joke.
1: And I was just like, This is unfortunate, because it was a $200 meal, and we were both hungry afterwards.
0: No dessert,
1: one cocktail each. Yeah, I was
0: ready to get out of there. That was uh, sidewalk seating, so there were people walking up and back. Um, Yeah, not my favorite. It's a restaurant that's been around for a long time, decades and decades, in Nantucket, right downtown. Um, So yeah we got out of there quickly and then um walked down to the pier which is lovely at night Uh, you have all the yachts there um nice sea breeze going on how about some of the other places we went to
1: yeah Um, so we went to lola 41 on our third night there so which
0: wasn't on the original list
1: which wasn't on the original list i have a friend that was out there that we actually saw at the hotel she actually had dinner at our hotel so After we had dinner at Joseph Keller's place, we ran into them. She told me that she really liked Lola 41. I looked into it. Turns out their reservation policy is same day, begin taking reservations at 4 p.m. It was across the street from our hotel, which made it much more desirable. It was insanity. I think I called literally 100 times Jared walked over. They refused to give him a reservation. He finally was like, what time do you open? They were like 5 p.m. And he was like, can we come at 5? And they said yes. So I literally, like, had to go and, like, my pool closed. But- oh,
0: t- uh, I mean, hold up a little bit. So the 60 calls by you is true. It's literally across the street. So can't get much better than that. I walk over at, what was it, 4 o'clock they started taking reservations? Yeah, so,
1: like, at four o five. Four o
0: five. I walk over. They have big signs on the front door that say, don't walk in, no reservations, uh, you need to call. So I walk around the back and there's two other people standing there on their phone calling for reservations. So I finally talk to a waitress um, and she's like, yeah, there's one person who answers the phone. Like, this is how we do it. Um, I can't put you down even for five o'clock. So I said, fine. So I go back to the pool. Um, I give it like 45 minutes or so. I call one time. (laughs) I get through and I said, what do you have for reservations for tonight? And they said, 10 o'clock. I go, well, that's not going to work. How about anything earlier? This is now it's 445. And they said, we have five o'clock. I'm like, perfect. So, you know, 15 minutes, I go in my pool in my bathing suit. um, You get changed and we walk over and the food was actually really good. well, sushi, it was Asian, like Asian, inspired. Asian inspired.
1: But yeah, the food yeah. was really good.
0: So I like that one. That was on my list. Uh Nautilus was another one.
1: Yeah, Nautilus. That was probably the
0: toughest reservation to get. Yeah,
1: I mean so they they have a reservation platform with like a system with talk. And so I was like doing practice runs. So they do at ten AM a week in advance. So I tested it out like on a day that I didn't need a reservation, and within a second, literally a second, all the reservations were gone. I also think you have to keep in mind that these places are functioning at 50% capacity. They're not big restaurants to begin with. So I think for like a six o'clock seating, there are only like four tables to be had anyway.
0: And that was an alley situation. Yes. So they, table... call it, they
1: call it their, it's on Cambridge Street, they call it their Cambridge block party. Oh, I'm, doing, block I'm doing air quotes yeah, for that's... my.
0: That's nicely put. Um, instead of sidewalk seating, it's alley seating, basically. Uh, I thought the food was good. It wasn't my favorite. Um, I thought there was more hype than it really lived up to be.
1: I had, I don't know why I'm screaming. I'm sorry, guys. I had a- I had! I know, because I I'm getting excited about it. I had a duck appetizer as an entree. It was one of the best things I ate during that trip, and I'm such a seafood fish lover, so for me to say that, like, everything about that dish was just so good. So it was duck. You had this like it was like a non bread with pesto and then you had like some hummus. It was it was just so good. I think that that's a place where if you have a bigger party, it's really good because they have those large plates. So you have like the Peking duck which I would have loved to have tried, but it was like $135. So you're they going to One get...
0: expensive duck.
1: I feel like that's just like what like a whole duck costs unless you're like going to Chinatown but anyway I, I think I think if you 're like a party of six, that would be like the place to go um, and then, our last night there, we went to crew, which I loved that 's an easy reservation like you can just make it on Yelp, ton of like fresh fish we sh- splared, we sh- splared, we shared a lot i haven 't even been drinking tonight i don 't know what 's going on. I had we shared a lobster roll, we shared crab cocktail, hamachi, just like all super delicious fresh fish. Yeah,
0: I mean that's my favorite type of stuff. And I think when you go to crew that's what like Nantucket dining is. It's
1: you're like right on the water. You're right on
0: the water, you have the breeze. You were actually a little chilly.
1: I knew but, I would, I brought my but jacket. But
0: you're looking you're looking at all the boats, you know, Melissa mentioned all the fresh seafood. Uh, we split a lobster roll, and then you know some of the the other appetizers as well. The tuna, the hamachi, um, it was really good. Um, I liked that place. Uh, you know, ambiance wise, that and toppers were probably the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, really good food. One interesting note is, you know, Nantucket is known for their Nantucket based scallops. And I know scallop season is November through March, but, you know, they freeze them, you know, all year round. I didn't see scallops on one menu at all, which was really interesting to me. A lot of oysters, which are right there off the coast, which were super good, but no scallops.
1: Yeah. Do you want to talk about, like, more casual places we went?
0: Let's go casual. I like casual. So... Um, I guess we can do a combination of stuff we did for lunch and maybe breakfast, stuff like that. So I guess we'll lead it off where, as we mentioned, very walkable from White Elephant is the town. I would say two blocks away is a strip where um, their famous ice cream place, it's called the Juice Bar. I think they have two juices, but like 45 different types of ice cream. That place, really good, has a line around the block like any time, but especially at night. It's like 100 deep. It's crazy. Um, we did two stops there, yeah and it was good um and then, in the strip, like right in front of it, um you have like a sandwich place, you have a coffee place that we've got iced coffee every morning um there's a bike shop because there's a bike shop on every corner there, um a couple other things, but like the necessities were right there, and then one day we went around the corner, I found a place. Um, just in my research, corner table, was that what it was called? Abboards. And we got some breakfast stuff there, fresh. They have a garden right there, too, um, just to try something a little different. And so that was kind of in the morning. And then uh, for lunch, they're, like, they're known for their different sandwich places, I guess you would say. And specifically, there's two. So there's provisions, which is on the wharf, on the pier. And then there's something natural. Um how would you describe the two?
1: I think something natural is kind of like a grown-up's treehouse, it kind of looks like. Um I had been reading about something natural for years because Ellen in all her books talks about it and she also talks about Portuguese bread, which is delicious. Um i'm not a lover of bread when it's not warm but this bread is just like the perfect amount of like soft and chewy the way like warm bread would be even when it's not and they have a ton of sandwiches i love to taste as many things as possible so i also love that you can get any sandwiches a half so i can get two halves of different things
0: so what did you try because we went twice
1: yes so the first time i tried a curry chicken salad which i love curry chicken salad And then I also got the lobster salad, which I've decided if, I think lobster salad and like what's on a lobster roll are like pretty similar. And I've decided that if it's not on like the hot buttery roll, I don't think it's worth it. Like I'd rather just like have no bread with it. That being said, their bread is really good. And then the second time I got So they're really famous, I guess, on Nantucket for their leftover Thanksgiving sandwiches. So it's like turkey, cranberry sauce, stuffing. Um, We tried it at Provisions, and then I also got it at Something Natural. And then instead of getting another half of a sandwich the second time, I just got some tuna salad. And if you want to know who won the terrific turkey sandwich off, I would give the nod to provisions.
0: Really? Okay.
1: We went over why also. Do you remember why?
0: I I don't, but please tell us.
1: Because the turkey from something natural is yes. like the Thanksgiving turkey and then the turkey at Provisions was more of like a deli turkey, which I like better.
0: Gotcha. Um so just to put a bow on on something natural, before we, I guess, before we talk about provisions, or we kind of are. Anyways, um, something natural was about a half a mile walk up from the hotel. Very easy. Um, you can order online ahead, or they have a kiosk there. And there's no seating at all. Like all the benches are up anyway, so you kind of stand around and eat. But like,
1: normally there is seating, yeah, but because the world is ending, like
0: Melissa stuff. mentioned, um, super fresh. Uh, they've been around since 1970 um and the sandwiches are huge. You get two halves that make a whole, it's a huge sandwich. Um I got the smoked turkey. I like the deli turkey, not the Thanksgiving turkey. Sames. So, I got that with everything that I like on it and then the second time um I did the turkey again and I think I got some ham on it. Yeah. The, I wanted roast beef and they were out of it, so um we did that, but just very fresh, very good sandwich. I agree about the bread. Um it's I kind of think it's like a potato bread. Yeah. Um that consistency to it. Um but overall like that's that's the lunch spot. Like we went there probably around noon both days and just car after car after car um they're turning out orders left and right. So that's the spot. Um interesting provisions, which is down on the pier. Um kind of near where crew is. They're specifically known for their turkey tom, I think it's called, and what you referenced, like the I think Thanksgiving. It's called sandwich.
1: terrific turkey. And at something natural, I think it's called Terrific Terry.
0: Okay. Well, whatever. It's a Thanksgiving sandwich. Um, and they really hyped theirs up. It was okay. It's not my favorite just because like I don't like that stuff that much. Um, we tried that and then we tried did we get anything else there? Oh, yeah. We got the other turkey there the second time, which was better, I thought. You thought it was better. I liked okay. I liked terrific okay. turkey better. Okay. And right next door to Provisions um, is the fish store, where you can buy fish or you can get sandwiches. I was actually looking forward to this place because I really like fresh fish sandwiches. didn't live up to anything I kind of read about. We got a swordfish sandwich. Which yeah, we was, gave them
1: two tries. Yeah,
0: which was very plain. And then we got a lobster roll the first day. Um, I thought it was just okay and it was overpriced. So those were those two spots um, for lunch. Another place we went to was Millie's.
1: I was looking up the name because I didn't know if you remember it.
0: Of course I remember Millie's. So um, on the – I don't know which direction it is, but it's uh, on one of the beaches – so it's about a 10-minute drive. We took the car there after we went to Bartlett Farm. So we'll talk about Millie's. We can go back to Bartlett after. Um, and it's where the waves are the biggest on the island. So if you like that I think stuff, Jetties.
1: It's, it's next to Beach. Correct,
0: correct. Um, that's where it is. So we go there right when it opens. Nobody's there. And we go up to the window in order. And then they have tables under a tent. So Melissa goes and sits down. Or... And while she's sitting down... Madaket
1: Beach. I'm sorry. Not Jetties. Madaket.
0: Okay. Um,
1: or M-A-D-A-K-E-T, however you pronounce it. We're not beach people, hence why we needed a pool at our hotel.
0: Um, so we order... The guy, like, recommends his ceviche. We don't order it. He gives us a little tiny sample anyways. And I was like, okay, it's COVID. Like, he was nice. Let me give him, like, a decent tip. So I gave him 20%. And we get our food. We're still the only ones there. One other couple came to sit down, and we got two tacos, which were very good. Yeah, um, the tacos were very an good. An ahi tuna taco and another fish taco.
1: It was blackened
0: mahi, maybe? Maybe. Um, we're, like, halfway through eating, and he comes up to us and says, you can't sit here. You need to move. Um, and we said, Why? And they said, well, this is for tables, waitress service, and the waitresses need to get their tips. And I said, well, first of all, nobody's here. If somebody, like, if a group of 50 come, like, I'm glad to move, like, across the way, but I'll be done in two minutes. Like, we'll both be done in two minutes. And he came back again and insisted that we move. We weren't moving
1: told me I was rude, that he gave me free ceviche <laughs> and I didn't even say so, thank so you. So
0: then I go, first of all, it wasn't free because I gave you a nice tip. So then he comes back out with the cash tip and he's like, here, I don't want you to have a bad experience. I'm like, dude, keep the money, but like, I'm have already your, done. Have
1: your employees show up to work on time because yeah. we would have been more than happy to use like servers instead of having to get the food ourselves if somebody seated us if we were gonna tip anyway like
0: if somebody seated us whatever none of that happened so we went up to the window we ordered and that's the kind of treatment that we got um little
1: do they know what a big audience we have and we are reporting
0: we're reporting now.
1: yes we are millies
0: (laughs) you're on you're being reported. you're a
1: blast millies
0: uh I don't know. Was the food, like, good enough to go back or recommend? Or just that that incident in the service, like, just ticked you off so much that... I mean, a, it was it's... the best
1: taco I, I had on the <laughs> island. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment.
0: So maybe get like, it to go next time. Yeah. Something like that. So before that, we went to Bartlett Farms. They're known for... I don't know everything fresh produce um we got lobster salad there we yeah all, so our room, our
1: room actually had a fridge in it which I loved because we were able to get the salad so we got mini like,
0: fridge not a like a sub-zero Zero.
1: Oh, who needs a sub-zero fridge it had a mini fridge so we were able to we're degenerates and bring our own liquor to the pool so we were able to that's chip. a nice way to
0: put it yeah I say resourceful you say degenerate
1: yeah, I mean people want to know how we can like afford to go to all, all these places. It's like we bring our own liquor, we <laughs> I'm like on Google search, constantly finding a better rate for a hotel. So anyway, I'm giving them all our tricks. But we had a fridge, so we were able we were stuffed because we had breakfast. Oh my god. We didn't talk about the best breakfast on Nantucket. So that morning I made Jared like actually have like a full breakfast. And so then. Which I don't like. Yeah. And then we had lunch at 11 a.m. So (laughs) we couldn't have another meal, but it was good that we had the fridge in the room. So I was able to get like a lobster salad to bring back. There was Bartlett Farms is also known for their like colored tomatoes. So we got a caprese salad that had those tomatoes in it. I was able to get some like um, Greek yogurt and fruit for the morning, so I wouldn't like have to have. All right,
0: go back to the breakfast, breakfast. now. We talked about the farm enough.
1: Um, okay, so Bartlett Farm is great. So <laughs> there's this place called Black Eyed Susans, which everyone says is like the best place to go. Who's for breakfast everyone on Nantucket? Like on my friends on Yelp. That's and, your first
0: problem. And Listen so, those and
1: so, Ellen has written about, about Black Eyed Susans before to the point where, like, I was following them on Instagram. Their pancakes look delicious, which I will they say. Have an
0: Instagram account, I, I would, and does, pe- I and would does, peg this wait. business as having multiple fax machines.
1: Wait. <laughs> wait. No their Instagram account is actually really nice, and like the food looks very lovely, as well as the restaurant i don't know how they made this place look lovely because
0: like, the place was a dump it
1: kind of looked like a funeral home with like wooden benches and stuff like I don't, I don't know who's doing their Instagram account. maybe they should help us with ours but anyway i I hadn't had like a, a sweet breakfast since um, it was like a, it was like over a year, and I really wanted pancakes. So I ordered the pancakes. I thought they were very tasty. They didn't have, like, any kind of, like, my bullshit milk that I like. So I I didn't get the iced
0: coffee. Like the fake milk you're talking about? Yeah.
1: Like, I like almond milk or soy milk is my favorite. The guy
0: basically laughed in your face when you asked. Yeah. Who I assume he's the owner.
1: Yeah. He's Portuguese. And then I think there's, like, a must-be, like, a big Portuguese population in Nantucket. Anyway, so then... Guys, we're a little out of practice. This podcast, like, is going to... We're going to get some improvement because we're going to do another one next week after our trip. I, I apologize. I'm a little I'm a little out of uh practice. But, so apparently, Jared orders the iced coffee and what was it? Hot coffee with an ice cube in it?
0: Basically. It tastes <laughs> like water.
1: And then, what did you order? Your hollandaise thing situation? Eggs
0: Benedictic? Eggs,
1: yeah. And you didn't like that either?
0: I mean, it was a dumpy diner. And so... And it wasn't even, so, like, there were 10 tables, basically. But you
1: have me convinced You had to sit
0: inside, which, who who wants to sit inside during COVID when, like, it's 65 degrees outside, so, like, we're snug in the corner You of,
1: had me convinced I took you to the wrong place, and so then I pull up my phone, and everyone's like, in caps, best breakfast on Nantucket, be ready to wait for three hours, and so... I think sometimes it's like the hype, right? I think because we got there so early and there wasn't a wait, we had a different takeaway than if we would have like seen a line around the block.
0: We also went there time. at 7 a.m. No, when it opened.
1: That's what I'm saying, that yeah. that's why there was no line.
0: I mean, there was no line because the place was awful.
1: No, Jared. Everyone on Yelp says that there's a big line. And so I'm thinking, I'm telling you that... Because there was no line, I think subconsciously you were like, this place sucks.
0: No, because (laughs) I sat in there, I ordered, I ate the food, and I saw what the place was. That's why it sucked.
1: Okay. And then I think the only other place we really didn't go into detail about was Cisco Breweries.
0: It's a brewery next to Bartlett Farm. Uh, We went there for a drink.
1: And they have a Millie's food truck, so... Maybe just go to Cisco Breweries, have some wine, have some beer. You see, I did that with, like, the Massachusetts accent. And then you can get tacos. (laughs)
0: And
1: then you can get tacos at Millie's food truck.
0: Is that all the food? Are we food out? out. Did we get through it?
1: I think we did.
0: Okay, so that was the food scene. Um,
1: And all we do is eat and drink. So sorry, we don't have anything else to tell you about.
0: Well, we hit the pool, and we walked around town, and we saw a farm, and we drove around, and so that's what we did. Um, Yeah, overall impression, Nantucket, your second time. Uh, We won't say passport stamps, because it's not international, but how many TSA pre-check stamps would you give it?
1: I'll go nine, five.
0: Nine five. What didn't you like about it or is there anything that it could improve on?
1: Oh, I really liked it. I thought it was lovely.
0: Yeah, I'll go nine eight.
1: <laughs> Jared is going to divorce me and marry Nantucket.
0: Is that an option, Nantucket? <laughs> is she on the market?
1: Nantucket Schwartz. Is
0: she on the market. <laughs> uh yeah. The real estate wasn't so pricey there. May have to take up a place, but uh if you, if you want more than 1,000 square feet in a pool, it'll cost you $4 million, <laughs> especially in this time.
1: And there's, what, like six real estate places like right next oh, to Oh, they're all other. in a row. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. crazy.
0: And the, the island basically shuts down uh, January, February, March. So, you know, most restaurants close. Um, so, yeah, that's, this is their time to shine. Uh, summer in Nantucket love it. So that was our trip 5 days in Nantucket and hope you enjoyed the episode.
1: And we'll be back next week because we are getting on a plane tomorrow.
0: TBD where. We will see. Oh, I'm
1: not going to tell. I know I know how you're supposed to do the teasers now. No spoilers. Guys.
0: No spoilers. It's a tease. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.